research has told us previously a person could spend an hour, 30 minutes in the queue, we've been able to reduce that to five, 15 minutes. And that's really our pursuit when we have conversations with young people especially, that we cannot afford to disengage simply because we don't trust the system. You must engage and participate in order to change it. As people often say, if you don't do politics, politics will do you. <laughs> Spread the fire, welcome back to SMWX. And today I am really excited to be joined by Mwakisi Sibanda, who is the General Manager of Civic and Democracy Education, Knowledge Management and Research at the Independent Electoral Commission. Mwakisi, thank you so much for joining us on SMWX. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to our discussion. We've been waiting for the IEC to grace this platform for a very long time. In fact, yes. this platform was started before the 2019 election. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a full circle moment for us to have you on this platform partnering with us. So thank you very much for joining us. We're very pleased. Yeah, it's, it's an important role that you have in mm -hmm. terms of knowledge management research within the IEC, also civic education. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about, firstly, how you got interested in the space and mm -hmm. your journey towards working in one of South Africa's most important institutions. Yes. So I'm a journalist by training. Um, and I always say, I think I, I trained at Rhodes University, which was really one of the best journalism schools in my time. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, a lot has changed in terms of journalism training. So I have quite a bit of an old school way of, of journalism uh, that has that country duty call. I mean, our lecturers always impressed upon us the importance of our work. And so that's always been a theme in my career. I've worked a lot um, in NGOs in, in South Africa uh, and in the region as well, uh, for regional NGOs. I've also worked for uh, the, the US government and the British government in terms of their, their local missions. Mm -hmm. And so that exposure to really world politics and, and local politics has always been part of my career path. And so really joining the IEC just about th uh, three years ago mm -hmm. was for me just a, a natural progression. Um, and we always joke within the IEC about my title because yeah. they call it the sentence title. It's quite long. It is quite long. Civic and democracy, education, <laughs> research and knowledge management. Yeah, yeah. And it's literally three areas of work in mm. one mm. Uh, because we've got our, our civic and education you know, area of work. We've got our research, which is something we really pride ourselves on because all of our work is informed by research and not just in the in the outreach space, but also in logistics, in electoral matters, in our IT, in everything is informed by the research that we conduct consistently. Mm. And we've been doing that for, for um, over 20 years and have been tracking all the trends and we can speak to all of that later and then also knowledge management how do we preserve the the, the knowledge and the history of elections as a country mm. you know there's national policies around that and it's something we're very active in doing we even have um, a monthly who sent in the most archives, you know, oh, wow. with our staff members. That's the most nerdy thing I've ever heard. Very nerdy. And we, we put their names on the intranet and there's an email and you'll see, yeah. you know, Makhabo Ramaklodi or Mfundo Shabani. And mm -hmm. they're the ones who sent from each department uh, the most 
archiving material. And it really is everything, all our paperwork, because all of that is very key historical information mm. that tells people how we run election across all of these various departments. So it is quite a big deal. And some of these are national archives. Uh, and so it's, it's all of this is very, very important work. Uh, and it falls uh, quite neatly and very, very important work within the whole uh, election environment. That's really interesting. Let's let's go deeper into that because elections are, of course, in the moment and we feel like they're these current affairs issues, but mm. there's actually a historical moment unfolding that people always go back to. Yes. Talk us through the preservation of the history of an election and how that, how that even works. What kinds of things do mm. you preserve to make sure that future generations can go back and understand what we were going through in 2024. Absolutely. I mean, if you have had the privilege of being at any of our engagements or if you go to our results center where we have an exhibition, so things like the ballot boxes. Ballot boxes have mm -hmm. changed over the years. Now we've got those card box ones. If you recall 1994, we had the metal boxes. Hmm. Those are an archive and you you actually don't realize how rare some of these artifacts because obviously in the early days there was no uh, structured program of how to collect all of these items. So yeah. over the years we've had to look for some of these things that are especially historical of 94. Mm -hmm. For example, last week uh, we actually found in 94 we used to have that uh, fluorescent lamp where they checked the invisible ink. That's what was used then. Yeah. And we had those lamps and we didn't have them at national office as part of our archive. Mm. And our deputy manager who, who runs that archiving department was looking for these around the country. And we found two. We found from a person who used to work for the Electoral Commission and also we found in the warehouse, I think deep in the Eastern Cape. So some of the stuff are also shoved in places and it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, she was so excited when she came and told me, we found two lamps and they're on our way to, to national office. Yeah. Because those form part of history. So it's all sorts of things, the changes we've been able to make. The ballots have looked different in size. We've increased the, the, the security features on ballots, for example. So how sophisticated elections have become mm. from even a logistics point of view. Our research has told us previously a person could spend an hour, 30 minutes in the queue. We've been able to reduce that to five, 15 minutes. Mm. And all because of the changes that are being made. So really keeping all of that information mm. is helping us improve how we are delivering to South Africa, but also recording the rich and very detailed history mm. uh, of election management that I think people don't always get to see. Absolutely. Mm. Tell us a bit more because we're going into a voter registration weekend, which is a key part of the build up to the election. Mm. And you know, as citizens, we think of it as, you know, the duty to register. Mm. But of course, for you, it's it's a logistical question of, yes. you know, making sure that people are actually registered. Mm -hmm. Take us through the election management research that you've done about voter registration, mm. how that works mm. and its importance going into the election. Yeah. So let me begin by saying we've got two uh, very important longitudinal uh, research studies that we do. So it's research we've done over time that are linked to the election events themselves. So ahead of every election, we do what we call the voter participation survey, the VPS, and that's to gauge uh, voter behavior and perceptions heading to elections mm. and experiences and intention to vote. 
Then we also have our election satisfaction survey that is run on election day and people are surveyed uh, as they come out once they've cast their ballot and they're coming out of the station. Mm. We do a quick survey to understand what was your experience, you know, did the officers actually know what they were doing? Were they efficient? Uh, did you know how to use the ballot paper? How did you get your, your, your voter education? Which platforms? So for example, we know now in our very latest uh, VPS, which was completed a few uh, months ago, that television is the most credible and most believed mm. uh, media platform, mm. followed by TV, then you get online, etc., etc. Interesting. Uh, of course, when we look at our last stats survey around household, uh, I forgot what it's called, where they actually try and understand who works, what kind of gadgets do you have in your yeah, house. Sure, sure. Television penetration was at over 80%. So people do have TV mm -hmm. and they find it credible because they can see, they can hear. If it's on the news, if it's on TV, it means something. So even podcasts are also moving into that mm -hmm. space because you're, it's, it's almost like a, it's an audiovisual medium. Yeah. Radio, of course, because it penetrates and goes further, but also language is important. Mm -hmm. And that for us is also important in civic and democracy education, because if you speak to people in a language they understand, yeah. it facilitates buy-in and, and access and even participation. So use, utilizing community radio is a big thing for us. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've been doing that ahead of the registration weekends. We're running another campaign right now. And we do this with interviews and we, we have call-ins because we love to engage with South Africans mm -hmm. as the IEC. Uh, country duty, which you mentioned, yeah. uh, in previous surveys, we found that older people have a, a greater sense of uh, the duty to vote and that comes from once you have voted, you, you've had the experience, uh, people who, who say they're not going to vote, you find the majority of those, those complaints in our VPS. But in the ESS, we get 80 to 90% satisfaction because now people have experienced it. They're not talking from the sidelines, oh, voting, it doesn't matter. Oh, they're going to you know, mess up the counting. They've seen it. They've actually seen the process flow within the voting station. They see party agents. They see observers. Sure. They see officials. They see, oh, I was helped. I was directed. This thing happened exactly as they said it would happen. So that kind of research and feedback from South Africans really makes a difference in how we prepare for the next election. And that's why things like your the speed you move within a voting station has improved significantly. Uh, the kind of vote education we need to do, the platforms we must utilize, and that's why we're here today, mm -hmm. really going bigger on digital. Not saying yeah. it's all that we have to do because we still live in a very rural country with a huge digital divide, but you have to find yourself in all the spaces in order to reach as many people as possible. Absolutely. I suppose one of the big changes as it regards registration mm. is the online registration and the capacity yes. to do that, mm -hmm. which I think for many young voters makes it a lot easier to mm. register. Tell us about uh, what you've learned about the online registration process and, and just tell us about the journey of the yeah. IEC coming to that decision. And of course, it must have been a massive logistical thing as well to, yes. to create the capacity for just a click on a link and then a very quick registration process. Absolutely. And it all came from research and it came from young people saying, 
Ah, we don't want to go to ridge weekends and stand in queues. Queues are a big thing for young people. I think in yeah. all the years ahead of election, all we hear about is queuing. Yeah. And it's the thing they say will turn them off the most. So it came out of that and saying, okay, how do we create something that's at people's fingertips so that they don't have to come to us? Mm. But also financially, it makes much more sense because elections are a very expensive project. Sure. I mean, if you think about it, elections are probably that one event that gathers the most South Africans South Africans at any one time. Hmm. Uh, and it's, it's a huge thing to undertake, to open voting stations for registration is a, is a huge cost. You have to put personnel in there who have been trained. You have to provide all of the material. You know, there are whole teams who just look after what materials must go to the voting station. Wow. Are the envelopes there? All the ones that need to be there, the ballot papers, you know, the pens, the indelible ink pens, everything, the books, the ruler, the pencil, the pen, whatever it is, one thing is not there. And all of those things are on a list and they need to be unpacked. So the presiding officer needs to unpack and ensure all of those items are there. And of course, tick and check. And we've got all of these controls and reporting mechanisms to say, okay, and we've got our voter management device, which is also a new innovation, where we're able to check in voters where once they arrive and that automatically goes onto our national database we know how many people have voted in a specific voting station we know if a voting station is open because we can look on our system and see ah in in the northwest yeah. we are at 97 percent for example and this this and this station hasn't opened the peo who is the head of the province of the isc there will be called what is happening uh, and we're able to, but technology has enabled uh, election management to improve in a way that is really, really, um, it's, it's world class. And that's why the IEC has been the number one uh, and number two, I think in the last we were just number two, but very close, but we're a leader in terms of election management bodies, really in the country and even in the world. Yeah. We currently share, uh, chair the, the World Association of Election Management Bodies because of the reputation and the quality of execution of our elections. We are vice chairperson of the SEDEC uh, Forum of Election Management Bodies. Yeah. That is how highly regarded our processes and our management of elections really is. It is something for, for the country to be proud about. When you mm -hmm. think of the struggle against apartheid, ultimately voting was so central to, to the struggle. Mm -hmm. And the IEC is actually the, the institution which exactly. makes that a reality. Exactly. And, you know, let's let's be frank a lot of institutions in our country have decayed over the last 30 years they've gone through ups and downs but mm. the iec has really kept credible elections in south africa going mm. and we can't underestimate when we look across the world at the threats to elections how important that institution can be mm. for a democracy no absolutely and you know our research currently the thing that we're dealing the most with in south africa and it's not just the south african phenomenon is the issue of of trust in governance, in political parties, in political uh, representatives, and the pull-down effect that has then on the election management body. Sure. And of course, the misperception uh, of how these things are all linked are and are one thing. Yeah. But the, the, the Electoral Commission is an independent Chapter 9 institution, cannot be uh, confused to be a player within an environment that it referees. 
but it definitely has an impact on us because it also impacts participation and turnout uh, in elections. And nobody wants an election with very low voter turnout because it means very few people are really making decisions around the future of the country. And that's really our pursuit when we have conversations with young people especially, that we cannot afford to disengage simply because we don't trust the system. You must engage and participate in order to change it. And I often say as well, Again, you know, we're in a technology space. Technology has enabled many things, including for us at, at the IEC, many innovations. But it has also created a culture in, in the world, really, of instant gratification. And we need to understand not all things will be instantly satisfied in any one moment. And with young people who are growing up in this technologically advanced world where they really can, I scan my ID book, up, oh, I'm registered. I didn't have to leave the house. I didn't have to do anything where I can protest from my ex account. I don't have to go to the streets. Mm. I put my point across and it joins other voices and now we're trending. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But democracy doesn't work like that. Policy work doesn't always work like that. Yes, there are things. I mean, if the tap is leaking, I should be able to call the municipality and somebody must come out and fix it because that thing can't keep running forever. But there's other more long-term policy conversations and work that requires us to stay the cause. Um, and, and grow a tree, so to speak, so that we, we enjoy the shade, as, as the proverb says, in later years. The thing is, if we disengage now, it, it all collapses in the future. Well, it, it, some may say it even has already started collapsing or has collapsed. It depends from where you're speaking. So I think I often say when I'm at our events or talking to young people that it's just one of you have to stay the course. Um, we're here because it started in 1994, where we have this opportunity to do it. If those people had also given up and done nothing, mm -hmm. we wouldn't be here today uh, enjoying some of the good and maybe toiling with some of the bad. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for watching SMWX. Before we get back to the episode, I just wanted to let you know the four ways that you can help support this channel if you wanna see us growing bigger and better to keep you more entertained and informed. The first way is you can invite me to speak at your company, your school, your institution. You'll see the contact details down below. The second way is that you can become a member of this channel. Become a member or you can give us a thanks. You'll see there's like a heart with a dollar sign in the ribbon below this video buy me and the team some coffee for this episode. The third way you can get involved is you can advertise on the channel. Now, I'd much rather the community of viewers would be advertisers on this channel than me going out to people who don't really know about SMWX and trying to explain it to them. So if you're a viewer and you have a business and you want to partner and you love this platform, let's partner on this channel. And then finally, you can buy merchandise, you can buy books. All this is in the description down below. Now let's get back to the episode. Take us through the importance, and, and of course the link to register is in the description of this video. I know all SMWX subscribers would obviously have already registered by now, yes. but just in case they haven't, yes. um, it's, it's a click away. I sometimes feel that young South Africans, all the way up to 35, but the younger you get, the more it's true, mm. don't appreciate or understand how powerful they are in this election. And many political parties, uh, you don't have to comment on that, mm -hmm. can, can also exploit the fact that young people aren't registering mm. and therefore they don't have to communicate to them. Just paint a picture for us about how young people can actually shift an entire election 
if they choose to. Yeah. I mean, just by sheer numbers, Sizwe, mm. the fact that there are so many millions of young people who really, if they came together, could create maybe much more plurality in the space. And not just as voters, as candidates as well. You have mm. the opportunity mm. to also put your hand up because young people will always say, we, we don't have the space, we're not represented. And it's absolutely true. You can look at the various uh, parliament and legislators and how many young people do you see there? But how many young people are also putting their hands up? And again, back to instant gratification, it, it's, you have to work at it. You, it can't just be given to you. It is, what are you willing to put into it? And who are you willing to bring along? Mm. Because you do need numbers and you do need support if you really want to create some kind of a wave. So just the power of the numbers that they have. But I think also young people are so much more, they're not afraid, you know, unlike older generation. I think this mm. generation, what are they called? Is it alpha or Z? I don't even know which one yeah, I am when anymore. When losers count at this uh, You know, X, Y, Z. Yeah, something. But something whatever the generation the they are, generation. there's that one. <laughs> whatever generation they are, I really admire how they are just so fearless. And you For want sure. them to fearless because they are aware uh, of their situations and how they feel they must respond give that same energy to things that feel much heavier and are going to take much longer. Because if you are going to put energy to just what is burning here, yes, maybe this will change. Um, the other day, our CEO was talking about how fees must fall was the burning issue. Mm. I needed mm. to go to school today. Yeah. I could not be locked out of my institution. Therefore, we went to the streets and it was successful. I, I would like for us to treat, you know, our participation in democracy and constitutionality in the same light and knowing that we have to stay the course. Mm. It really is a journey. It's like raising a baby. You, you don't give up. It has stages. It has different levels of development. Uh, you can't compare one baby to the other, you know, in, mm. in all circumstances. So you as a citizen, it is your duty. That's why we are citizens. I'm a South African citizen because really it is my duty to make sure this country, not anyone else's country, my country, uh, really perseveres through any turmoil that you may find ourselves in. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, all of us as young people, I don't know why I'm saying us because I'm apparently no longer qualified. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're getting... Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a veteran young we've person. We've so, out, yes, you yeah, know. Apparently I still qualify, but... It's but getting it's getting dicey. It's getting dicey. It's getting <laughs> dicey. But unity is power. We're with them. Uh, and so just just get involved. Yeah. Register to vote. All you need is your ID. Mm, let's talk about the yeah, actual process. The actual process. Because many people don't know. It takes a while. They don't even know that there's a link you can go on. You don't have to go and queue. No, you don't. Talk us through that actual process that has become so easy. I still remember as an old youth yes. going to a registration station, doing it by hand, waiting yep. in a queue. Yeah. The fact that you can do it on your phone now you can is, do it is revolutionary. On your phone. You can do it on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer, online. So we've got online registration and the requirements are really the same. You need your South African ID or a temporary certificate. Um, uh, and those are the things that you definitely need in order to be able to register to vote. Mm. You cannot vote if you're not registered. You cannot be a candidate if you're not registered. Only registered voters will be able to participate on voting day. Outside of online, which is accessible 24-7, registration weekends are also mm. a gathering point. That's where we also encourage 
those South Africans who do not have the data, for example, sure. uh, connectivity to reliably, you know, do all of that, because it does require you to upload your ID mm. and the best photo, really, so that we're able to scan it correctly. You can come to registration weekend 3 and 4 February. It's our second registration weekend. Uh, so your voting station will be open for you to go and register in person. And you'll be able to register on our voter management device, which will be much faster than the paper-based way we used to do. Outside of registration weekends and online, you can also go to your provincial office and your local IEC office during the mm. week, and they will assist you with registration there. So there are really many ways that you're able to, and we have uh, offices around the country, local offices. So within a relatively short distance, mm. if you have to go physically during the week, you can do that. But show up 3 and 4 February uh, to go and register or check your status or change your address if you've moved. Uh, because if you have moved, you must change your address so that we know we must account for you in that new space. Absolutely. Mm. And the, the first requirement there is is also important, as you say, about getting mm. your ID and making sure you have an ID because that's mm. the first step. Mm -hmm. uh, most people will be watching this, you know, in the lead up to 3 and 4 February. But yeah. you make an important point there that if you do miss that and you're watching this later, mm. all's not lost. You can still go back and register. If you yes. need to get your ID, get the ID. If you've missed one of the registration weekends, it's mm -hmm. not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. You can still go back and register yes. and, and online as well. And online as well. And you can register up until proclamation. So even after this weekend, for as long as the president hasn't proclaimed the election date, mm. we will be able to register at our offices as well as online. Speaking of election dates, any anyone been whispering in your ear? Can you it can you just the just tell talk SMWX of the now, town? Uh, but it's it's something we do not know. It is yeah. absolutely the prerogative of the the, the president. Uh, in consultation with the IEC, he consults in terms of what is practical, what is desirable. I mean, we, we, we say sometimes, you know, an election in winter tends to turn people off really mm, in the election mm. management space. So uh, the timing of it is important. The time of the amount of time we need to prepare certain things. Yeah. With these elections being so different, obviously there's been a number of IT changes that needed to happen mm. and completely new systems that needed to be created, for example, to accommodate independent candidates, uh, a new um, result system, counting system. You need to include all of those changes so how much time do we need to prepare and then he sits uh, and, and he consults with who he consults with and a date will be proclaimed but mm. we'll, the earliest we can do it will be in May up to August so it really right. is anything between May and August mm. in that 90 day period but we are definitely full steam ahead in terms of preparing uh, for the earliest possible election which could possibly in May if so proclaimed yeah I recall with 2019, I think at the president's SONA that year, yes, uh, yes. he identified the date. So yes. SONA's pretty soon. So hopefully. So it, it could be SONA. It yeah. could be a day after. Yeah. It could be. We, we really have no no um, surety around that. Mm. Uh, but we I think we await uh, as much as South Africans also await. Mm. And you do feel that you're ready for the earliest possible date and we're we're ready to go with this election whenever it's proclaimed absolutely uh we absolutely have to fulfill our electoral mandate and hold elections within that 90-day period so we do not wait for proclamation we already have an act that tells us mm. to prepare mm. 
Um, and so we have been preparing. We often joke with colleagues, you know, in the passages that we haven't recovered from 2021 <laughs> because as soon as that was done, we have yeah. to prepare for this election. Mm, and mm. people think we only work when an election is coming. Oh, my goodness, we wish. Hmm. Uh, election management is a really extremely detailed. It's a serious uh, thing. You, you can't mess it up. You get one opportunity, one day mm. to do this thing right and therefore you you cannot afford uh, to take anything for granted so mm. we start preparing immediately after the last election talk to us about the civic education aspect of your work and uh, what goes into that i suppose that's a more long-term look at how people become educated about the options the mm. process of the election mm. one of our in-house analysts tessa dooms um i said something interesting on, on this channel, which I also want to put to you, which is that mm. voter education is one thing, but mm. what we also need in South Africa is voter mobilization. Mm -hmm. And knowing the process is one thing, but wanting to vote is a different thing. And in some ways, that's about mobilization rather than just education. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a full spectrum of, of civic and democracy education at the IEC. And as I said earlier, going uh, at it through various platforms. Mm. So we use multimedia television. We've got a, a joint mandate with the SABC because they also have a mandate in their act uh, for, for education and therefore we're both duty bound to do that. And we've had a long-term relationship with them on that. Mm. But we utilize other TV platforms we also really have gone big on digital, creating animation. So also simplifying the information, I think, is, is the duty that we have uh, as sure. the information owners or, or the project owners when it comes to elections. So we do provide it in animations. We provide it in audios. Uh, the animations are subtitled because we also have to think about uh, persons with disability who may not mm. be able to see or hear how are they receiving information? Because all South Africans must receive the same information uh, in the, their language. We do it in many languages as well. We translate, language becomes important. Uh, we use community radio, online and social media. A big thing that we also do, which is probably mm. the most expensive, is the face-to-face -face interventions. Um, and as much as we're going digital and using TV more as per research, sure. people still want to see a human being. Mm. Um, mm. And of course, we have about uh, an expanded staff around an election. This time we have about 2,500. Mm. Doesn't sound like a big number when mm. you think of the mm. billions that, that must register, but the cost of it are very high. Yeah, and sure. of course, we share a budget with all the important priorities of the country. Mm. So it all needs to, to, to make sense. And this number is calculated according to municipalities. What is reasonable to have in this municipality? How many wards do they have? Mm. Uh, how many wards can one person go around in? So three, okay, how many events can they do in a week? Three and two days of planning, one to plan, one to report. Because we also have controls around them reporting exactly where you went, who you met with, what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And all of that is will have, be part of our strategy and align with the election timetable. So right now it's registration. Uh, the week after registration, we'll be going deep into candidate nomination. We have to develop all those resources, both printed and digital. We work very closely with stakeholders, very, very closely, because we cannot do this uh, education all on our own. Mm. You're talking about mobilization. Mm. So our duty, we must provide the information. We must ensure that it's disseminated. We must engage with South Africans on it. 
but we can't really go into mobilization per se. Sure, that's parties. But that's, yes, yeah. we can tell South Africans why it's important, how the fact that there's no water in my community relates to elections. Mm. But mobilization is somebody else's is mm. a role to play. And it's a whole society. And it's thing. a whole society. And sure. we all have to ensure we play that role, you know, yeah. so that people do turn up and show up for this democracy. But most importantly, you're showing up for yourself. Mm. Because if you don't champion your priorities and the things that are important to you and elect the people who will re represent those priorities, mm. you're shortchanging yourself. And your circumstances can't change when you are not participating and i know it may feel futile sometimes people will say oh it's just my one vote it's mm. your one with all the other ones and that's what makes a difference i mean especially in south africa's electoral system you mm. know in, in other places people can say yes my vote really doesn't have a bearing mm. you look at places like the city of Joburg, where mm -hmm. a mayor with mm -hmm. 1500 votes is now the mayor it it, it can happen who knows mm -hmm. what could happen in parliament? We could have a minority president. We, we don't know what could happen. Mm -hmm. So our system, because of the proportional representation system, yes. means that our votes actually count more than in other electoral systems. And one vote, a thousand votes, you and your friends could actually swing something. Could it's really that something. serious. Yes. And with the entry of uh, independent candidates now on the national uh, arena, it also provides an opportunity for new voices and mm. new... Uh, forms of representation to enter the space. Mm. And if there mm. are issues that are really important to you, how are you mobilizing to ensure that you are championing? Yeah. Uh, and of course, there are definitely certain uh, entries that will land you on the ballot system because, again, we want the seriousness of the candidates who end up on the ballot paper to really have been uh, scrutinized so that yeah. South Africans really get the best because this is not a game. We're not, mm. we're not playing politics. It's life. We're mm. living politics. Uh, it's something you will have to, to live with for a period mm. before you're able to, to change it again. So we really need to ensure the seriousness of people who end up there. Mm. Absolutely. As, as we round off, there's been a lot of talk, and I wonder what your perspective is from inside the IEC, that you know all elections are important, but this one seems to be extremely important. Mm -hmm. It seems to be a watershed election, three decades of democracy. Uh, it's an election where people are uncertain of the outcome for, for the first time in a long time. Mm -hmm. What has been different about your preparation for this election compared to other elections? I think absolutely starting early starting mm. early for us. So, for example, for this financial year, which ends in March, uh, and this election, we had a target of 80,000 civic and democracy events, uh, education events around the country. And those could be town halls, it could be engagements at a taxi rent, at a clinic, those face-to-face, -face, mm. just face-to-face -face, uh, interventions. We are already um, around 150,000 uh, and we haven't even finished the year. So mm. that shows our seriousness towards really uh, informing and educating and preparing South Africans for really a groundbreaking election. I think what we're saying as South Africans or what South Africans are saying really is that we've had an experience of this way of, of running elections and being represented and now it's time to rethink. It's like we're being called to a big colloquium mm. around the status of our politics and democracy and its opportunity to make the changes. As you know, post this election, there will be that committee um, that will be put together by the Minister of Home Affairs 
to really mm. start discussing our electoral system much more in depth and who knows what we end up with in the future but yeah. south africans are being called upon this is your chance come out speak out and and say is this what works for us are these the people we want am i the person who can maybe represent the views of South Africa. And we've seen quite a few entries mm. ahead of mm. this election because there are more people who are saying enough hasn't been said about representing this issue or this constituency. Let us be the people who do it. So it's an opportunity, South Africans, to really come out in numbers and, and have your say uh, for the future of your country for the future of your community and even for your own future and your own ambitions as a human being. You know, you may be feeling stuck where you are. We have a huge missing middle uh, in, in, in South Africa, but this is your opportunity to add your voice, get to know who your counselor is. And you can get to know that if you just go on our IEC app or on the website, you'll know who that person is. Go and speak to those people. You have a duty to hold them accountable, to put your issues forward. Are you attending your community meetings, you know, that are regularly held? Because that's where you also get to do your monitoring and evaluation of whether the people who were elected or who won in our area are doing the job we want. Are you mobilizing, getting your friends like we have this issue in our space? Who do we think matches that when we read the manifestos? We're doing, we're having a lot of manifesto uh, launches mm. by the political parties in the space. Are you attending? Are you paying attention to that? Um, as people often say, if you don't do politics, politics will do you. <laughs> uh, I love this thing I heard from an author who said, <laughs> they were in, in Lagos, I think, and you know Lagos is renowned for the traffic uh, that it has, traffic jam. Yeah. Um, and she said there was a, a billboard, I think, that said, you are not in traffic, you are the traffic. Mm. So mm. there'd be no traffic if you weren't in it. Mm. There'll be no democracy if you're not in it. Mm. Politics is not out there somewhere. It is everything you are living and breathing on the daily. It feels minute, but all of it as a whole really makes up the country uh, and, and the ambitions we have as a country for a successful country uh, for the future. Well. Mwakisi Sibanda, thank you so much for joining us on SMWX as MEC Civic Education, Democracy, Research and Knowledge Management. That's correct. Um, let's just say head of everything. Yeah. Head of everything uh, at the IEC, the brains behind the IEC's research and outreach team. It's, it's an honor and a privilege to have you. And we look forward to further conversations with our audience as this election builds up. Yeah, thank you so much. Let's unpack it for South Africans and get their feedback so that we can answer the questions that they have. We'd be very happy to engage. Absolutely. Like, share, subscribe. Let's make sure that the IEC sees, whoa, what happened? There's suddenly all these new people registering through SMWX. The link is down below in the description. Make sure you register to vote in this voter registration weekend. And of course, return to this conversation as you make your decision, because there's a lot, there are a lot of nuggets here about making your decision, standing as a candidate, how to register and the process going forward. Keep it locked on SMWX. You know, all the way to the election, we'll be bringing you more interviews with political parties, the IEC, representatives, analysts, and helping you make your mind up and make your decision. This is the place you want to be for this election. Aye, aye. <laughs>